0: I've drank whiskey so many times and it's, it really is. It's, it's like the devil is shitting down my throat. It's just, I can't,
1: can't do it. Uh, it's acquired taste.
0: Yeah. But I love rum. I'm, I'm a, I'm a pirate. No, I'm a pirate. I love rum. I always have.
1: Welcome to the Bottle of Brown Podcast. I am your host, Danny Paul. Joining me in the Bob Media Studios tonight is the Baron of Bourbon himself, the Shah of Santa Margarita, the liege lord of loathe, Leon Coventry, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Danny, I have a surprise for you tonight. I see that. I have. I, I dug somebody out of the cellar that we used to drink a lot of. I wouldn't say brown because we weren't sophisticated or had the money for it, <laughs> but uh, a lot of drinking back in the day.
1: Welcome to the Midge, our friend Hello. of a long time.
0: Hello, the entire stratosphere.
1: I did a All kind 58. of like field of dreams. If you book him, he will come, and I booked you, and we've never actually had you on the pod, but here you are. A glorious day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the
0: details got lost between you and my agent. I'm sure. Whatever, you're here. You're here. Whatever.
3: The best There's, part
2: is he had to travel to California to be on the podcast. I yeah, originally in Arizona.
1: backyard to go mm-hmm. to him. When we could have just hung out. I got the gear, I got the desk, I got the coffee cups, I'm ready to rock.
0: I've still yet to be at your house, and I'm geographically entirely too close to you not to have seen your I've been to his house. We're
1: going to have to do a live show. We will. Uh, The other vice host tonight is Mr. Jones, who's chasing around the Prince of Walnut Creek. So he will join us in his dear, sweet time. But uh, in the meantime, what's your browner night, Leon?
2: I'm all over the place because obviously I'm hosting a guest that never visits me. And yes, I appreciate that he was here for 48 hours and he actually gave me a call. So he like he he warded off a lot of shit that I've been giving him for a while. So I appreciate that I made the 48 hour window <laughs> uh, nice. tonight. Uh, we have we started with Blanton's because when the midge. He's not a brown drinker. He he just doesn't like the whiskey. But I I, I can't I can't do the I've tried I've tried so hard.
0: I want to love whiskey. I want to be I want to be the 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 Ron Burgundy of uh of the bourbon. But I just can't I can't can't do it. I just can't do it. I don't know why.
3: Well,
2: I tried. You know, I think the gateway bourbon is Blanton's. So we started with Blanton's, moved on to Booker's because Triple B found some good Booker's today, mm-hmm. uh, along with two little books. And I am currently during the show drinking Baker's 707 proof, Uh, so sticking sticking with the Bakers after we win. So everything's got to start with B tonight.
1: That's that's the thing. B B B gives you the B the B and the B.
2: uh, And uh, our 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 boy over here on Training Wheels is having a little bit of rum, Mm -hmm. a little bit of private stock,
1: a dark rum. Ah, uh, the private
2: stock. I love private stock. So, yeah, it's okay. It's still brown. How about you, Danny? What do you got tonight? Qualified.
1: Well, in honor of our special guest, I busted out the colonel tonight. Whoa. So oh, the Colonel The Colonel H. Taylor and I tonight are rocking this one mm-hmm. because we have, as soon as Mr. Jones shows up, we have a four-banger tonight. Our first, no, not our first, our first brown bulletin with four. Oh, Yeah.
2: Maybe I should have I got the tailor right behind me. Maybe I'll, my next pour will be the tailor. Maybe. Maybe. Easier to see. I have a feeling I'm gonna end up
0: sleeping, sleeping uh
2: I have a guest the, bedroom here.
0: I'm I'm gonna be yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be sleeping outside door so that when she wakes up in the morning at six a.m. and the door hits me in the ass, I go, ah oh, crap, I gotta be home. Right, I'm supposed she's supposed to be on she's supposed just to just be on the, the take road in two hours.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said it was good to see her and she gave she gave me the dirtiest look I've ever gotten from a five-year-old. <laughs> Who <Where> are you? <laughs> Why are you in
2: my house? You one of the Listen. vagrants
1: that my father purveys with. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. I, when I say she is a class A asshole, I'm not kidding. <gasps> She's not
0: afraid to offend. How you will feel about what she says to you has no bearing on what comes
2: out of her mouth. She can cut right to your soul. Oh, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, now that we talked about Brown,
3: mm-hmm.
1: let's talk about Brown.
3: How you doing? Whiskey and whiskey. Yeah. If is the darkest brown you got, mm-hmm. yeah. Say, Holmes, are, where are they hiding the scotch? What about um,
4: brown? That's code for bourbon. Great stuff, this bourbon. It comes from a land called Kentucky. Talk about brown. There's a special rung in hell reserved for people who waste good scotch.
3: Scotch?
2: Oh, yes, I, I think so. Can I have one more of these with some booze in it, please?
1: Tonight's talk about Brown comes to us from Delish. The seven best liquors for eggnog, according to bartenders. This is our Christmas episode. If I can ever bother to cut these bitches and post them up on the feed. So hopefully I'll be able to get this one out in the next 10 days. Wishful thinking. Knock on wood. Anyway, number one of the seven best liquors for eggnog, according to bartenders, is Chairman's Reserve Spiced Rum. I think rum's Bam. kind of a go-to for eggnog, right?
2: Yeah, oh. Can can I hit pause on this? Doesn't eggnog typically come with booze? No.
1: Do you buy it that way? No.
2: Nothing. Mean, I would much never much. buy it. So, mm,
1: really? Not No, it comes in the half gallon Not if yourself, not, not if you're yourself
0: respecting eggnog enthusiasts. No.
1: What what is an eggnog enthusiast?
0: <laughs> Somebody who drinks it year
1: round. Someone who likes to <laughs> I boat? Pour it over my Cheerios. Oh, I have had eggnog <laughs> in my cereal. That is pretty good. <laughs> it's it's a
0: little a little little sweetness it's like it's like santa took a leak in your bowl of cereal
1: so for your edification leon my take is that eggnog comes in the virgin variety normally and it comes Mm -hmm. in a a container the milk would come in because it's right next to the milk right yeah i suppose you could buy it with with brown already in it but that kind of defeats the purpose of spiking your own punch bowl you know what i'm saying
2: well, and, I never had the White Russian story with eggnog. That in, they had in defense, in
1: he's he's is there milk in this? he's drank many
0: things, <laughs> <laughs> many things that contain milk that everyone else knew contained milk, except for the one who is allergic to milk.
2: So I don't.
1: I don't think but, I've ever violently thrown out more than I did that night. Then, because eggnog <laughs> has a lot of dairy in it, I think I don't. I don't do eggnog. That's my bad. point. It's pretty good. It's I'm thick, learning a lot tonight from this. It's segment. thick milk with a lot of spices in it, like nutmeg and shit. All right, anyway, then the midge and I will have this conversation. Looks like Mr. Jones is ready to sit down and join us. So, number one is Chairman's Reserve Spice Realm. Number two, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked Bourbon, a favorite. Ooh, that's a double sweet, smooth one.
2: That's impressive. Yeah.
1: You put that one in with, uh, with a little bit of eggnog, swirl it around. The double oaked must be nice. When crafting a spiked eggnog, reach for the bourbon because of its warm, spiced vanilla notes. There you go, vanilla notes. <clears> <I'm> done. <clears throat>
0: I always thought I always thought bourbon or whiskey was considered kind of like the traditional hard liquor to mix with eggnog. Isn't there a liquor that goes with with eggnog mainly? Well, maybe it's one of the seven. All right. Well, we'll, we'll find mind. out. Let's see what the trend we'll have, tells we'll
1: us. Find out. We'll have to. We'll have to see what the. Uh, we'll have to see what the rest of the list is. Some of the list is bending up. Chuck, keep the base going. Number three, 10 to one, dark rum. This looks like a Japanese bottle. Let's see. Hints of baking spices really shine through in the eggnog. Looks like somebody's just joining us.
3: Yes, welcome, Mister
1: Jones. How are we doing?
3: Oh yes!
4: (sighs) How are we doing on this fantastic Thursday? You see, we got a special guest. I I did. A midge has arrived arrived. twice in
0: one day.
1: (laughs)
4: Yeah, hot day. Six God months damn. just to get them on the phone, and twice in one day and just blew my load all at once. Here,
1: it's <laughs> like a it's like a rolling average.
4: Yeah, yes, yes,
1: yes. All right, it's number four. To Try to have my biannual conversations.
0: <laughs>
1: all right, here's an interesting one. Keep Espolon up relations. Reposado tequila. You want wow. to put a little tequila in your eggnog?
0: That is actually good tequila for somebody who yes. doesn't really like tequila. That's, that's yeah. a smooth one.
4: It's uh rated very well for its price point and mixing with cocktails. $27 is the
1: price point listed here. Instead of brandy, it's built around rich aged tequila and right. nutty amonstiado sherry.
2: Mm.
1: Okay, Espolon tequila reposado. That's number four. Number five, Mr. Black Coffee Amaro. We were gonna get into Amaro in one episode. We never really dug into it. What, what exactly is Amaro? Does anybody know? It no sounds like a sounds like a bastard child of amaretto. I was
2: thinking the same thing. It feels like
1: it's a spin-off of amaretto. It is a it is it's a aperitif. liqueur. It's a, I think mm-hmm. it's a liqueur, yeah. Yeah, cuz they this one here they suggest you mix a little rum with the amaro, but the amaro subtle notes of baking spices and the coffee are perfect to make an after-dinner eggnog cocktail. $48 a bottle. The first
0: time I got violently ill from drinking, it turned out to be one of many. Was doing, <laughs> sorry, Leon, Leon Coventry the Third was was doing shots. Uh, was was doing shots of amaretto for some god awful reason. Doing shots of amaretto with Brett at oh, yeah. like seventeen years old. Oh, you threw up all over the toilet. Oh my God, I've never.
1: You kind of <laughs> shoot whatever you can get at that age, right?
0: yeah uh, he, he really he really enjoyed he really enjoyed no, I, I know about what he, was what he doing. enjoys
1: <laughs> what he Danny, do you remember him. the high Jews? I remember the high Jews. I remember the the round table and the dive bar in Mexico. I remember many things oh uh, Mexico. Six. if Mexico could tell our stories Well, we're going have a, we should have a special Mexico episode
0: uh,
1: number <laughs> oh, six
2: surely should
1: Casa noble reposado tequila I have two tequilas in the mix both reposado tequilas. Uh, Really nice vanilla notes that come through. And Casa Noble is the recommended one. That's $55 a bottle. We're getting up there. Number seven, Colantes Fosse Amontillado. That's famous. It's a sherry. Ties it all together Mm. and adds these beautiful nutty flavors to the drink that are absolutely delish. A sherry. I guess you could go with that. Sherry's, Sherry's burn from what I can tell. Like, sherry is all hug from what I understand. I just cook with it. Yes, well, of course you do. Oh. hmm Who's oh, this person? Hello. What's like? her name, Sherry? Well, well hello. She's running right. on the countdown. Is that I'm it? We made it, we made it to seven. That I'm was it. About. Sherry, that was it. Number seven. <laughs> Colantes fosse Amontillado. All right, so let's go back and review. We had...
4: We're going to vote here on which one we would do?
1: Yeah. Well, so we got uh, Challenge Reserve I Spice do, Rum. I would do the last one. Whitford <laughs> Reserve Double Oaked Bourbon. 10 to 1 Dark rums. So we got two rums uh Espolón reposado tequila Mr Black Coffee Amaro casanova I mean, yeah, reposado good. tequila so we got two rums two tequilas a bourbon a liqueur and a sherry I feel
0: like you know what I think it is I think it's actually rum now that I think about it is the yeah. is the one that's most common for eggnog like
2: Bacardi. it's just straight Bacardi rum
1: Yeah like- so that brings good, us yeah. back to ten to one dark rum, forty six dollars a bottle, or Chairman's Reserve Spiced Rum, thirty one dollars a mm. bottle. Hey, I know
0: what eggs are. What's the nog part? Well, see, first you put in <laughs> the eggs, and then you pour ask in the nog. That's a stupid nog. question.
1: Right, but what is the nog? I is it know. just nog? Is it called nog? It's eggs and cream and nutmeg and cinnamon and I uh, should probably look it up. Tell you what, so Leon, break, have you even had it? At you the never, break, I'll look it up. Yeah, no, I didn't it's think very, so. Very, very. You and, you
4: and me are in the same boat here. Like I, I don't, don't, like, there are things in this world that I don't even know what they taste like. That is one of them. I've never had it. Period. Well,
2: I made the horrible mistake we were talking about earlier. I don't know if you were on board yet, oh. but the White Russian mistake. Oh, and that's a fun I one. feel like eggnog would be the same mistake. Was it
1: White Russians or was it mudslides?
2: It was, was, mudslides. You're right. it was mudslides. Mudslides. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, What's really the difference? They they were delicious. On the way in and the way out with a (laughs) mail-done giraffe. (laughs) Ugh. This is
0: delicious. Why can't I feel my tongue?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's milk in these.
2: (laughs) Uncle Polly. (laughs) Uncle Polly almost lost his shit that night.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Brown. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Let's do the news.
3: News team, assemble! Let's get down, let's get down
2: to
4: business. And I got news for you.
1: Tonight's headlines come to us from Gallup. This is dated December 13th. Leon, this is fresh. This is two-day-old news. Government remains America's top problem in 2022. Preach. surprise. Surprise. All right, story highlights. Here we go. Average 19% in 2022 named some aspect of government as the biggest problem. 16% cite inflation and 12% cite the economy in general on average. Satisfaction with direction of the U.S. averages 18%, similar to 2008 and 2011. For the seventh year in the past decade, Americans named dissatisfaction with the government as the nation's top problem in 2022. An average of 19% of adults have mentioned some aspect of government as the most important problem facing the country in Gallup's 11 measures this year. Government edges out the high cost of living or inflation, outpaces the economy in general. Further down the list, immigration unifying the country, COVID-19, race relations, and crime, all less than government. Nice graph here. 19% mentioned government. The next closest is 16%, which is the high cost of living slash inflation. So we don't even care about inflation. Government's fucked up. Some other interesting ones here. Partisans' top three mentions of most important problem in the United States. Something we agree on. Annual average of January to December monthly results. Top three mentions of most important problem. Among Republicans, 25% the government. Among independents, 16%, the government. Among Democrats, 18%, the government. Big
2: ticker camps.
1: Interesting to note here that (laughs) independents are the same in terms of whether government or inflation is the problem. But Republicans, by and large, think that inflation is also a problem and the economy is a problem. And what I thought was interesting with this one here is you guys can see on the right there, Democrats don't particularly (laughs) care about the economy. Well, why would they? Mm-hmm. Government pays sense.
2: them. Oh, boom! Mic drop.
1: <laughs> you gonna you gonna boom roasted? <laughs> boom roasted. <laughs> why would you care about the economy? I think it doesn't mean anything. To
0: you. I think it's interesting that cut that, me a check, government. That independence, independence, were the lowest in terms of uh, thinking the government was the problem. Like, wouldn't you think that they would That's be the other way around at least? Like, maybe not the highest, but at least second after Republicans. You'd expect independents to be uh, very, very close to where the Republicans are. Perhaps, but Republicans have been angry for a long time. Well, I'm not surprised the Republicans yeah, are at the
4: top of the list. I would think it would be higher than Democrats. But maybe they played both sides and...
0: He complains that the government's the reason that he, it hurts when he pees. You know who he is.
3: Come on, where have you
4: been?
1: Oh Jesus! All right, all right. Get a look at this one. Top issues named most important problem by U.S. adults, 2001 to 2022. Our entire adult lives. Last two years, it was the government broken in 2020 by this little thing called COVID nineteen, and then before that, government, government, government. in 2016, it was the economy, and then it was government, government. And then from 2013 all the way down to 2008 was the economy. And then from 2007 to 2004 was Iraq, and then 2003 was the economy again, and then 2002 was terror, and 2001 is the economy. So we used to care about money and war, and now we care about the government.
0: Well, uh, just, it just says how exhausting war is it for four years everybody it's not like things got immediately better in 2008 in iraq like oh we fixed iraq cool Here no we just cra- got tired oh, we but, got tired but, of complaining about it in 2008 yeah, decided to blame something
4: else that's basically following the recessions you know 08 09 10 basically slow recovery right. yeah that's 13, and then all of a sudden you had dysfunction in government debt ceiling there's the housing forward, crash 13. yeah the yep. housing crash and it comes out 16 you have another blip is That election year. Is Anyways, it's just kind of, you just got to follow Go back to, let's say you go back to 82. Where's that on here?
1: Don't update no, it. It doesn't go back there. For,
4: anyways, 01economy.com. You know,
0: what's interesting, if you look at 2002 terrorism, obviously, oh, yes. but by 2003, we're right back to the economy. That's right. That actually that actually surprises me. I'm well, surprised be, that that didn't hang on tanked. longer. As a because top everything problem. tanked
4: again. It went back down again because tourism, no one <laughs> wanted to travel. And that basically the pullback of tourism kind of created this kind of influx of spend. And so it went back well, to the economy. I, I feel like for
0: a good three or four years, the excuse for everything that we did was terrorism.
4: Well, yeah,
1: I uh, guess so the point is, and was terrorism and then 203 and,
3: then, and 204,
1: <clears throat> terrorism lingered towards the end. But then it made a little brief blip in 2005, probably during the election season. And then after 2005, terrorism just went away. Can you scro- no, scroll, scroll up a little bit? I want to see the
0: top of these columns. I'm forgetting where these are coming from. Issue. Oh, issue. Okay. The number one
1: issue. issue Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, As always, we're going to post these links in the show notes for those of you listening at home. But we did have a little blip in 2008 around gas prices. I got a poop.
0: Oh, if they could see us, well, two months ago, it's getting better. It's now, it's now, it's down where it was before uh, Ukraine got invaded. Here's an interesting one allegedly. Uh,
1: 2012 and 2013, we actually had the federal deficit in the top four. We must have been doing really well. <clears throat> Started worrying about our bills. Uh, and another call me surprised graph. Americans' dissatisfaction with direction of the United States mm-hmm. nineteen eighty-one to two thousand twenty-two annual averages never gets above sixty percent. We just do not like the way things are going as a collective country. Yeah.
2: Well, it's because <laughs> you get a melting pot. And everybody pats each other in the back. We're like, yeah, we're all different. You're different, right? Yeah, I'm different. You're different.
0: I'm more all different right. than you are. Now
1: let's all agree. <laughs> <laughs> You're not as different as I am. <laughs> I'm more different than you are. Yeah, that,
2: not going to happen. Not going to happen.
1: Of course. What you will notice, along the lines of where I think Mr. J was going, is that you do have your biggest dips during economic Turmoil.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, people don't yeah, like of being course. poor. They 92 like
1: was inflation. 92 was recession. 2007 <clears throat> was Great Recession. But for those of you listening at home, you can check out the graph and you go to the link. But anyway, we've hovered somewhere between 16 and 60% over the past 40 years. Never above 60 it's
0: interesting that it's stayed. It stayed as low as it has for. When
1: you go back to it. We're looking at a different one now.
2: It's the highest years, the Reagan years. Looks like. Uh, well, no. We look peaked. at we, we haven't we peaked we haven't at the cracked. end of Reagan,
1: and then we peaked at the end of Clinton.
2: And
0: we haven't. We haven't. Well, we haven't, I mean, we haven't a lot of people peaked. We haven't cracked forty percent right. since what two
1: thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. So two thousand forty percent. Two thousand eighty six, <laughs> ninety eight. 2000 were our peaks and then everything crashed after that Mm -hmm. and our nadir was 2008 and then 2011 anything happened in 2011 you guys remember yeah anything of note
2: no (laughs) (laughs)
0: leon
1: lost his virginity good to know Uh, Next graph here. Partisan satisfaction (laughs) with the direction of the United States, 92 to 2022, so we got 30 years. In general, are you satisfied or dissatisfied with the way things are going in the United States at this time? So let's see. Uh, Democrats like when Democrats are in... Oh, yeah. Democrats like when Democrats are in office.
3: Shocker.
1: Republicans like when Republicans are in office. (laughs) And Democrats like when Democrats are are in office and Republicans like when Republicans are in office. This is interesting though, despite all of the data, the independents seemed to follow economic shifts. Independents hated 2008, Democrats hated 2008 more than independents. And the Republicans didn't hate 2008 until 2009.
2: Well, it took a little time to
1: lose that money. Probably because of Obama. And then all throughout the Obama years, the Republicans are in single digits until <laughs> Trump, and then they spike to 64. <laughs> so it's very much who's winning. Yeah. And it's all tribal.
0: I don't know. I feel like 2009 to 2015 was kind of a high point for school shooting, so I could have <laughs> nailed it.
1: you have any data to back that up?
0: Liam <laughs> is, is not amused.
1: <laughs> so a uh, high point for Democrats was 2000. That was the .dot com bubble. (laughs) High point for Republicans was 2004. That was W getting reelected. Low point for Democrats was 2008, which was the Great Recession. And low point for Republicans is this year.
2: Yeah, big surprise. That's big surprise. Bottom line,
1: dissatisfaction with the government continues to exceed all other single issues as the most pressing in the United States in 2022. While the COVID-19 pandemic has improved throughout the year, inflation has worsened and heightened Americans' concerns. The nation's sharply divided political landscape and the troubled economy, no doubt, have affected the public's satisfaction with the direction of the country. That is the headlines. Let's get to the crank file.
0: I could look for something in the crank file. Crank
1: file. Whatever. Tonight's crank file comes to us from Popular Science. Science! Why German scientists got cows stoned. Yes. Never Real been news, more people. proud
2: to be German descent. Real news.
1: Uh, I do love the Germans. I do love them. If you give a cow hemp, expect some silly bovine behavior, and... T-H-C-laced milk. Oh. oh, don't you just hate that you're allergic to it, Leon? Don't you <laughs> just hate it now? Figuring out what to feed a seemingly ever-growing herd of U.S. livestock is tricky. Industrial hemp, however, has grown to a value of $824 million in 2021 and creates some 24,000 tons of leftover organic matter, <clears throat> according to the New York Times. A hemp plant is the same species as a cannabis plant, except it contains 0.3% or lower of tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC. Some scientists have started to wonder if it could be used as cow feed. Well, it depends on if farmers want their cows to get a little stoned. Yes. What were we (laughs) just talking?
0: (laughs) I kind of feel like we owe it to the cows. We take their milk. We, eat we them. do
1: kind of fuck them up, don't let we? Him, let them,
2: let them, let them get stoned. There's well, that's the re- there's a reason happy cows come from California.
1: Happy cows make happy milk. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! I feel like Gavin Newsom made this shit happen.
2: Yeah,
1: a new study out this week in Nature Food shows how when cows get their regular feed swapped with hemp, they start to act a little silly, not unlike humans who were <laughs> recently imbibed with <laughs> cannabis. Compared to their peers who ate regular corn and hay feed, the hemp cows were more relaxed. Yawning and salivating more often and getting into some pronounced tongue play, the author's right. <laughs> Their eyes even got red and droopy, according to the paper. Yeah. Hey, 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 man. Shit's shit gets gonna, crazy shut on up. the farm, baby. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go over the fence. I'm gonna talk to the farmer.
2: Don't do it, man. <laughs> Look, we need more hay. I gotta go tell him.
1: Hey. Made you look. ah. (laughs) Currently, you cannot feed livestock the leftovers from hemp in the United States. The stoned cow experiment took place in Germany, largely to figure out if a hemp-fed cow led to THC-filled milk. In this case, the milk produced actually did have too much THC to be considered safe, according to guidelines set by the European Food Safety Authority. Who the hell are they? they? Shortly after starting to feed the industrial hemp, health significant amounts of delta nine THC and other cannabinoids were detectable in the milk. When you consuming milk and milk products with a delta nine THC content of this magnitude, <laughs> the acute reference dose of 0.001 milligrams of THC per kilogram of body weight can significantly exceed it in humans. I want to raise Baked a milk. Yeah.
0: I would contend that we cannot claim that we are the freest country in the world. If we don't have cows that are stoned.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I
0: I feel like we're holding them
1: back. From their true potential.
2: It's where morals get in the way of science. It might be. And we need to to step in.
1: Jay, bump your mic levels up a little bit. We're talking about feeding cows (laughs) hemp and they gave us THC milk.
2: Oh, can you imagine that ice cream? Oh, does the article
0: days. say anything about stony burgers that might come out of this eventually? Maybe. I'm just saying. Like, if you're going to do an edible, could you just, just imagine a magically high cheeseburger. Like, you just went to In-N-Out, and you ordered a number one and a Diet Coke like this freak over here does. <laughs> and you just get stoned out of your mind <laughs> on that burger.
2: You know, what, honestly, like, We could be causing a problem of perpetual eating yourself to death at White Castle. Like people can't stop eating sliders until they die.
1: If they already show up, and then then they they just keep going. Bubble on this one. The course is easily reversed. Milk THC levels drop pretty soon after letting the cow sober up, and especially silly behavior stops within two days. So I guess unless you slaughter the cow when it's fully baked probably no stony burgers.
2: Okay, first of all, we're talking about feeding them hemp. Let's kick this up a notch. <laughs> let's feed them actual bud. What happens like, when we get them some Maui Wowie? Yeah, let's let's not let's not let's crawl break this anymore. Down. Let's how, get walking. How exactly are you proposing this? I mean, I want to feed them buds. Like I want them to graze in a Mexican um,
1: no shake weed. Come on, give them the spongy stuff.
2: Okay, so sticky uh, in a Maui uh, area, and you know they have a lot of cows over there in the area. What islands. if
0: what if we take one of those gas mass bongs and just hook that right up to the cow and let them just go to town? That's got to be fun for everybody, right? Can you gravity? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> you can milk anything. <laughs> you you can milk anything with nipples. That's a fact.
1: While having THC-tinged milk consumed by humans probably won't be on the shelf anytime soon, feeding livestock oh. hemp at a certain level may actually make them more relaxed and live happier, healthier lives, according to research. This well, month, it sounds like every other research, pothead I know. This means that scientific research <laughs> on stoned cows will likely be a somewhat frequent occurrence in the coming years.
2: I feel like this is what compromise is all about, and I think that if we could ever find middle ground with pita this is it like yes we're going to eat your friend but had a great life super yeah. stoned and
1: happy yeah. the whole time death by getting baked that's ethical treatment right
0: i
4: right. mean it's like wagyu beef or something like that where they get nice massages mm. and fed high calorie beer mm.
0: i mean if we're going to if we're going to test and see how much weed it takes to actually kill something? Why don't we start with cows? They're going out anyway, one way or another. How right. many bags of Funyuns
2: can a cow
1: eat? That's what <laughs> I, I want you now. baked beef. Blame the hot Cheetos. <laughs> it's always the hot Cheetos. That wraps up the crank file. Let's get to because Florida. Because.
0: So weird, Danny. I was just thinking, when are we going to get to Florida? What's going on in Florida?
1: This one comes to us from UPI News. Nine-foot albino boa constrictor found in Florida backyard. A pair of professional snake wranglers were summoned to a Florida home where a nine-foot albino boa constrictor was found in the backyard. Now, before I continue, boys, This does sound like a normal news story that is not indicative of the Because Florida segment because, of course, there's lots of critters and wildlife in Florida, and calling in a snake wrangler to take care of a very large item is par for the course, I would say. Now, here's where it gets to be, Florida. Rhett and Taylor Stanbury said they were called to a Naples home on a report of a huge white and yellow snake in the backyard. They arrived to find the trespassing reptile was a huge boa constrictor. This is one of the fattest. That's a pet snake, that Stanbury says in a video posted in the couple's YouTube channel. This is the fattest boa constrictor I've ever seen. The Wrangler said the snake measured nine feet, five inches long, and weighed 52 pounds. The duo said the snake must have been a pet that escaped a few months earlier during Hurricane Ian. Stansbury said the snake will have a new home in a special enclosure <coughs> at their facility. Pet albino. Boa. My consolation,
0: my consolation to Rat and Taylor for the loss of their children. I'm sure that's a very difficult time
1: for them. Or the stoned cow. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big snake. That's a huge bitch. That's a huge bitch. There's a uh, YouTube video here. See if we got any audio.
3: all right guys we had a great time fishing and we just got a snake call we had gotten a call about this snake yesterday and honestly i didn't think much of it they said there's a huge python in our backyard and uh, we need somebody to get it so we're like send us a picture of the python and we'll come and catch it well they said, remember how close this pause. is
4: to cuba hit, hit
3: pause, of a, uh, python. pause. About the here
4: do you see the monkey in the background yeah, I was wondering what the He's fuck is that? Driving down the road with a monkey in the back. Okay, that's Florida. That's going just be a break. It's that is oh, a, a well, monkey.
1: The girlfriend's has a got Reese potential. Monkey. We need to get a different angle on the girlfriend. But yeah, that does look like a. <laughs> He's driving down the road. <laughs> a capuchin she's truck. Bet, is that bet, a capuchin I, monkey?
0: I bet you a thousand dollars. She's on bath salts right now. She has no idea there's a camera there. Well, she's got a bikini or, on, so or she's definitely hot. Yeah.
1: She's not reacting at all to the video. He's doing all the talking, and he's probably doing the driving, which means she probably is baked out of her mind.
4: <laughs> yeah, I drive down the road with a monkey and we're back in the back of my car. Can we?
3: Yep. And now today, they just message us saying, please, the snake is back, and they're sending these blurry photos of like- Oh, and she's licking her lips snake. like the stone cow. So. There's some big albino snake in the yard. Uh, we told them just to stay back, and we'll be there find out what it is. But it's obviously some kind of released pet. It looks kind of big; could be a big snake. Let's go check it out. Let's see what it is.
2: What is on her mouth? The monkeys He's like, like yeah, she's the monkeys are around. Talking, around huh? The
0: monkeys are around the back. gone. I swear, I left my chapstick here somewhere. <laughs> it's in here. I know it
4: is.
1: It is a sizable beast. Wow, that thing does not look like a snake. Looks like a turd.
2: That's South Florida.
1: All right, so if fast forward a little bit. Yep, there you go. Put a bag on its head. That's how all good encounters start. Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah, he snapped at you. Ooh, it so watch yourself, son. That's an albino. Right, now he's just playing with it.
2: Roger, put your snake away, goddamn it.
1: Dude, it's facing you, man. What are you doing? There you go. Put the bag on its head. There you go. Just like college. And he puts the snake in a bag. <laughs> oh, we're back in the van and she's talking. Close
3: yeah to, I, I was holding it There's still some on the ground I, think I don't it's, think it's that long I think it's
2: like close to 8 feet But that is probably the That bow is not 8 feet <laughs> You're not that tall oh, uh, I was gonna say Are no. they still talking about the snake? Six inches I, You are <laughs> not seriously <laughs> not
1: a good judge you're, of
0: size You're using the, you're using the wrong, wrong
2: ruler <laughs> <laughs> Obviously he's not trying to live this life
3: Handling his boa Get he up does. close foot Try to measure it as much as we can, guys are like really bad with size estimates Rets over here saying this bow is like nine feet, so you know what that means, that's what, you know what he thinks about himself. I'm going to go with like max like six feet.
1: The monkey ain't having it. Look at that. He doesn't need his, he oh, he's got a diaper on.
2: <laughs> this is really good audio, by the way. People are like, I have no idea what you're looking at. Oh, they're going to wait in. your we go.
1: All right, so he's 160 pounds. Come no, on, oh, sweetheart. Jump, jump on the scale.
3: As a weight lifter, 211.8. Woo! So this snake I is. A crap bigger than you. Pounds. That is big, bro. Oh, it's straight. It's straight. Oh. I
2: weigh more than you and the snake.
3: All right, the tape. It
1: if you want. No there comment. Go. Moment of truth.
3: Hold on. Nine feet. Hundred
0: and thirteen inches. So he was a good judge of legs. He was a good judge of legs. Doesn't count there was a bend
1: in it, which is also what he said about his penis. And they let it out of the bag and they let it strike the camera. Well done, people. <laughs> Florida. You've done it again. <laughs> that wraps up because Florida. We'll be right back. Back. Let's get into parenting. We can make kids right now. That's why we're here.
2: It's not the years,
1: it's the mileage. Tonight's parenting segment comes to us from Father Lee. What science says about men with beards and men's facial hair. Now, all of us on the show here tonight have shaven faces, but we do have friends with facial what? hair and full beards. What do you got going Leon, on? Leon's got a cavern, short, lazy beard.
2: Shitty audio. I got
1: I'm a beard. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna give Leon a beard for the purposes of this segment. You're damn right you are.
4: So he's the expert here.
1: Men with beards come with baggage. <laughs> they've been accused.
4: <laughs> Rolled into that one.
1: <laughs> they've been Get accused tricked. of harboring bacteria and grossing out women. But nevertheless, what? Men Not persist in growing out their whiskers. The reasons why men with beards grow out their facial hair may vary, but the effects of keeping a beard are real. Research shows that guys with beards are seen as more attractive, are Boom. protected from certain diseases, and convey Boom. a quiet yet confident sense of masculinity, Boom. a la Nick Offerman. Yeah, well, there you go. He's my it. Hey, there you go, yep. However, that doesn't mean all men with beards have it better. In fact, men's facial hair is a mixed and occasionally itchy bag. So, should you sport a beard or not? Here's what scientists have discovered about the benefits and drawbacks of being a man with a beard. Beards probably don't have poop in them, but they're still dirty.
2: I like the probably part.
0: Just Leon's beard has poop in it. I can smell it from here.
1: A uh, few bearded volunteers in a certain study had trace amounts of fecal matter in their beards. These observations were not part of any national trend. In other words, just because a couple of guys in New Mexico have poop in their beards doesn't mean you do. But more recent research has found that beards have more bacteria than dogs do. So having a beard may warrant some extra time in the shower or an extra wipe. Dirty, yeah. dirty Leon. Yeah,
0: Yeah, dog face. Can we can we go back to um, where the fecal matter is coming from? I think we should explore that
1: more thoroughly. Uh, past reports that beards were laced with fecal matter were based on a single, solitary local news report, not rigorous scientific study. Although a spokesperson from Quest Diagnostics Labs in Albuquerque did tell a reporter that a few bearded volunteers had trace amounts, so it was a it was a fluke, random viral. Okay, thing.
0: so one guy ate an asshole. So that's all you need to say. One guy Either ate that an
1: asshole. Are they just? They took a shit and then puked. And then when they flushed the toilet, all of it, you know. <laughs> That's that a is long a sequence way to go. As you do.
0: Long way to go to get the fecal matter
1: on the yeah. beard. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a journey. Stay with me. Beards may protect men from skin cancer. Beards can protect men from <laughs> yes. exposure to about 90% of harmful ultra, ultraviolet rays. Boom, roasted. While beards will never be as sun safe as sunscreen. They certainly are a factor in blocking UV rays, study author Alfio Parizzi, associate dean for the School of Health Engineering and Sciences, told The Independent. So although a man with a beard may need a little less sunscreen than his counterparts without facial hair, he still runs risks of <laughs> burns on the rest of his body. The beard is not enough for the entire body. Men Danny with beards wasn't, are, What?
0: Wasn't Alfio Parizzi the guy who took us to dinner in Italy?
1: Uh, possibly.
2: Mario. There's, there's so many Alfios. Mario. <laughs> well, but you know, Mr. J, he can grow a beautiful beard. I don't know what happened to his, you know.
1: Oh, uh, just I, 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 he
2: came I got back a real from job. Yeah, it's strangely spotty in places. No, no, no. It, it was no, glorious. It was beautiful. It
4: was duck dynasty worthy. It was just it's straight out of Moses. I I I did love that beard, and I, I think any man should always grow at least once in their lifetime, grow a real beard. No shave. Seven, eight months. Yeah, it was glorious. It was glorious. It's pretty. It's a lot of fun, actually. But I don't know. Clean shaven, It's also easy, too.
1: Yeah. Men with beards are more attractive sometimes. Boom. Women may find bearded men more attractive, studies suggest, but this depends on whether that woman's father had a beard. Scientists suspect this may have something to do with sexual imprinting, or the theory that future mate preferences are formed at a young age and are modeled after <clears> parents. <throat> if you believe it's worth exploiting this somewhat strange loophole, it's time to get access to your prospectives' old family albums. Guys with beards are seen as more manly. I remember Oh, uh, Lo- o- Firethorn, our friend over in Germany, Mr. Jones, he always said oh, manly if he's not seasonal.
0: Is anybody We're, else thinking that that this whole thing just it all it all goes back to daddy issues? Why does it all always go back to daddy issues? Well, it is just about being a man.
2: What's, I I feel like I want to go out and chop down a tree right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Guys with beards are seen as more manly. One study found there's also evidence that dudes with beards exhibit more dominance, and some mm-hmm. controversial research suggests <laughs> that bearded men are prone to sexist behaviors. Although that final study has Mm -hmm. since been disputed. Men with beards do seem to portray outward masculinity that's hard to replicate sans facial hair. You sound like a chick. And Leon- What's you wearing, girl? (laughs) Guys with beards die young. Even better. Mm.
2: It's just getting better and
1: better. It's not all roses for guys with beards. One study found that infrequent shaving of facial hair was linked to early deaths from all causes, most notably cardiovascular disease. Researchers suspect that this increased death risk is mainly due to lifestyle differences because bearded men were more likely to be shorter, less likely to be married, had fewer orgasms, and were more prone to smoking.
4: Lazy. Leon. (coughs) Lazy.
1: (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Still, hormonal factors may be at play. So live it up while you can, bearded guys. You only get one life.
2: Let me get this right. If you grow a beard, you're more awesome. You're more manly, you're a badass, and you lose the years that you shit in your pants anyway. Is that what I'm hearing? Give or take, yeah.
4: Give or take, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I feel good about it. I feel oh, good I about can- my decision.
0: After, after a walk through the Leon Coventry home, I'm going to guess <laughs> that alcohol poisoning is going to be, or, or you know, liver disease will be the reason for his death. Because literally, there's the only sustenance in this whole this whole home is whiskey. <laughs>
3: Is Did there a magic you've been in
1: without
0: whiskey? Yet? I, I opened all the cabinets. I think I think I think <laughs> Belle wakes up and just takes a shot. And like, so what you're saying she, is you we know, need an intervention. She has like five pieces of bacon at lunch
2: and then you know does a couple of car bombs. That's the dinner. Nick
4: Offerman life. It's a manly. We,
2: house. Have, oh, we have a booze area in every room, I think. I have yet to see a
0: space without a bottle
2: of liquor in this place. Did you expect any different from me?
0: No. I'd be
2: disappointed if I saw anything else. And welcome to the Bottle of Brown Podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Stay on brand, buddy. Don't let them talk to you. Stay on brand. That wraps up parenting. Leon, you. uh... That's
0: how you wrap up parenting.
2: You ready? (laughs) Guess your guess your kids are. Oh, I thought I thought it was you, but I always have something to loathe about if it's not you.
1: That's good because it's time for Leon loathes.
2: So far, Danny, I haven't heard a single logical reason. No, no, don't accept this. It's frustrating, and we haven't cured cancer. We have not cured cancer. I don't know the answer. I'm just ranting about it.
1: Leon, I don't have anything particularly chafing me at this time, and this is your segment, so the floor is yours. You know me, I always have something to to bitch about.
4: You know what I don't
2: understand? How I got the opportunity today to leave a little early to do my shopping, my Christmas shopping, which I feel really good about because usually I'm like right under the wire. But today I got some shopping done. How is it that Christmas shopping catches retailers off guard? How is this not a known fucking thing at this point? You mean like how that, do the ports not prepare for big boats? Right. Yeah. I. I. How is this not a known thing? Like how do we get the word out so that real te- realtor realtors <laughs> see that's the problem with Leon Lowe's. Yeah. Them here, Mitch, is that it's at the end of the show <laughs> and
4: I'm already wasted, so it. <laughs> That's why they do this to me. You're
2: only missing a couple of syllables
1: so yeah. far. You no. say it's
4: a problem. I think it's actually winning for everyone. Retail I think it enhances the content. Exactly. Well, thank you. Retailers don't do the
2: forward planning required to fulfill the need of the biggest boom of the year. I went to three different stores today. All three of them gave me the same excuse. Oh, yeah, we had some sick calls in today. I mean, we we just didn't have, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the line. And the lines were long, really long. And people left. Like, they were like, nope, I'm not waiting in this line. I'm probably going to go home and order from Amazon because I got better things to do. If you're brick and mortar and you're competing with Amazon, pull your fucking head out of your ass and figure out a way to get people through the register to accept their money faster. This is ridiculous. How does this how does this catching them off guard? Am I wrong? Am I crazy on this? I'm juggling, I'm juggling three retail jobs. Best buy
0: Walmart and Bed Bath and Beyond. I've had it with all you people. I called in sick to all of them. So it's 10 days before Christmas. Order on Amazon like everybody else.
2: Well, I mean, Bezos, uh you, you, you nailed it. Everybody doesn't want to wait in line. I get it. You made it really easy. I personally try my best to support brick and mortar if I can, when I can not as much as triple B she's better at it than I am. I, I, I will stand corrected. She's better than I am, but we do our best and you're going listen out there. Retailers you're going to lose if your lines are longer than six people and you have somebody who just learned how to work a register standing there, it's not going to work. You're going to frustrate people and no one's going to come back. It's, it's not a long loath tonight. It's just reality. It's reality in the Christmas season. And I know that, you know, every, all the, the government that we love and trust talks about how awesome our job market is right now, but uh, I'm I'm looking at the results and it's not good. It's not good out there. <laughs> I'm, we don't have the A-team working yeah, the registers. I'm with
0: you on this, but I, this goes this goes back, in my opinion, the last two years or so, where nobody seems to be qualified for the job that they have. I constantly run into people who have no idea how to do their job, and I'm relying on them to do what they need to do so that I can do what I need to do. And and when you're doing business chores, like I've got a fleet of four vehicles. I had to have a car towed back from 250 miles from my house or from where the, the customer picked it up because somebody over or under tired, tightened the lug nuts. If you put a tires on a car for a living, you have like three jobs, put the tire on the rim, yeah, that- tighten, tighten the rim and give me receipt for it. <laughs> those are three things to do. If you're fucking up one of those three things, you really suck at your job. And it's maybe one of the easiest jobs in the world, but that kind of seems to be everything everywhere all the time. That's, that's my loathing.
2: Midge loathing. I like it. How do you feel? You feel better, right? I feel better.
0: It's like, it's like, I mean, I I still, I still want to murder the guy with the lug nuts. I feel like Ron White and his, his van spinning in circles. I forgot to put the lug nuts on the lug nuts were on, but the tire was still not, on the right, where the rim almost came. Up. I was missing two lug nuts after 150 mile drive. That's not right. Uh, if I find you,
2: you will die. <laughs> Very rarely do we get a guest appearance on this segment, and I really appreciate your feedback. I feel like that's why we're kindred spirits. Always,
0: always got, always got your back. Always got your back, Leon.
1: <laughs> well done, gentlemen. Well done. Let's get to the bottom of the bottle.
3: This bitch is empty. Yeet!
1: I got two. uh, You get one. You get one. I I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide. I I got two. We're going to do two. We're going to, of course, we're going to stay on brand for the show. So we're going to do the one that I told you guys about earlier. Uh, But I think this other one, the legal one, is is fascinating. So alcohol consumption in the United States was almost 300% higher in the 1800s. Whiskey was sold for 25 cents a gallon, 3.78 liters, making it cheaper than beer, wine, coffee, tea, or milk. So think about shit you can buy by the gallon. I think right now water wins, but a gallon of milk is pretty close to a gallon of gas. You certainly can't get a gallon of Snapple. What would a gallon of coffee be at Dunkin' or Starbucks? Are we looking at six bucks for a, a gallon of coffee? No, I'm way more than that. Well, what do you think about it? What about a gallon of beer? Even the shittiest crap beer that we used to drink in college. Can you get a gallon of beer for the price of a gallon of water or a gallon of milk? Depends on how it's served. Oh, that's probably a
0: 25 some, That's Natural some, gas? Or that's the some lousy beer. To you can probably get a six
4: pack of that natty ice for five bucks. Yeah, I'd but say. like all in one gallon, like serving, like just think so about. So think of serving.
1: your, think of your shittiest handle of brown. Think of your—I've uh, never even heard of this brand. Crap, like the, the stuff I that we did bourbon. the staving experiment on Jay. Think of that shit. Can you get a gallon Shhh, for only six whiskey. bucks? No, no. I don't think there's anything under six bucks. You can't even get
4: vodka for that price. Vodka, the best you could do is pop off it in like nine fifty. Maybe.
1: So how many if,
0: regular size four logos make a gallon? I don't even know.
1: Oh, eight? <laughs> Maybe sixteen. Anyway, give you an yeah. idea of what happened. Over in uh in the eighteen hundreds, that's how much they drank because that's how shitty life was. So if you guys drinks egg. too much, like our boy Leon there, don't worry about it. He's fine. Historically speaking, he's dry.
0: You were it's because you are, you know. Drowning your sorrows, your filthy beard.
1: <laughs> Words to that effect.
2: I can't hear you. Put <laughs> them all the way down there. <laughs> Midge, speak up.
1: How Last you not piece of wisdom me? I have here is in a jury trial, a Chewbacca defense is a legal strategy in which a criminal defense lawyer tries to confuse the jury rather than refute the case of the prosecutor. It is an intentional distraction or obfuscation. If you want to know two people that probably don't add a lot to society, it's probably in the realm of law and maybe finance. No offense to Mr. Jay. None taken. Thank you for not bringing landlords into it. <laughs> you put a roof over somebody's head. You're
4: damn a right
2: I do.
1: You're damn right and then, and then you time. kick them on the street
4: Every... when they don't pay their rent
1: on time and when the state of california right you I evict do. them it just reminds you how much critical you are as an essential service
2: <laughs> because there's 10
1: people knocking on your door to get inside
4: that nice roof over their head now
2: mm-hmm. i'm gonna take that roof off save some money
1: just put up <laughs> that's walls. our show You can email us a bottle of brown at gmail.com. Give us a call at 602-529-4562. Leave a message for Danny, Leon, Mr. Jones, give us ideas for content or refute anything we say at the show. If you like the show, please like, follow, subscribe, share with a friend, get the word out. People, more listeners get to enjoy great content. Like we throw at you on an inconsistent basis. We're on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, share a drink with us next episode, same Brown time, same Brown channel bottleofbrown.com. Thanks for joining us, Midge. Thank Happy to you. Be here. Thanks for having
4: me. Thought I could make Thank half you. the show today.
3: Place is dead anyway, man. You
0: know what? You know what eggnog is? It's just another version of the Bloody Mary. It's some dick opened his fridge and was like, I gotta get drunk. What do I have?